Surprise! And what's up, everybody? It's another episode of the Slapping Me Wrestling Podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. This whole thing that I'm doing right now, this was completely off the cuff. I watched NXT, and I, I have to talk about it. Right? I can't wait a week for my excitement to sort of just disappear. I want to talk about NXT. We're going to break down the show segment by segment. Uh, just sort of as a as a fun way to sort of talk about the episode of NXT we got. I'm not going to mention AEW a lot in this. I do have some questions at the very end that I want to ask. Um, and 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 we don't know the numbers. I'm uh, we don't know the numbers, and so we'll talk about the numbers next Wednesday. Where the numbers will come out Wednesday afternoon. We'll talk about those next Wednesday. And, and we'll make a decision as if AEW is actually dead. Now, I released my traditional what would be, you know, episode of the week on Monday uh, last night. Y'all can go check that out. Um, click the link in the in the description. Join the Discord. Join the conversation there. Go to slappingmeatwrestling.com to get the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast merchandise. Again, that's slappingmeatwrestling.com. Um, so that's all the housekeeping out the way we're going to, we're going to go segment by segment about, about NXT. Now, I, I just said, we're, we're not going to talk about AEW and, and, and that's fine. We're not going to do that except for this one opening rant that I have to start with. Right. So I have, I had no plans to watch AEW. I had, I, I'm not going to watch AEW from tonight. Um, but I was still interested to see what the conversation around AEW was. Now, obviously, the algorithm for so social media is going to feed you things that agree with you 90% of the time. Um, and so I don't know the full story here, but I think I know enough to rant about this the way that I want to rant about this. Um, I'm going to try to remain as... Uh, I'm going to try to talk about this topic without getting super political. Um, but there is a segment, the only segment I've seen, right? So typically what happens when I don't watch a wrestling show, like I don't watch raw every week, uh, SmackDown. I'm, I periodically tune in here recently. It's, I mean, I'm going to tune in this Friday cause Roman Reigns is coming in and, and he's going to be there. But when Roman's off TV and the, especially like the last month and a half, I haven't been watching SmackDown or Raw that much, right? And so when I when I don't watch, what I do is I go to Twitter and I go to TikTok and and TikTok not as much because I'm sort of, you know, I'm out of that algorithm on purpose. So I don't see a lot of wrestle talk anymore. But on Twitter, X, whatever you want whatever you want to call it, uh I'm I'm super big sort of in that algorithm there for, for wrestling on, on Twitter slash X. I think it's a I think more people sort of participate there more than they do on TikTok anyway for wrestling. And so my algorithm is obviously centered on a, on a more casual sort of uh, WWE fan perspective, but you still get other uh, people, you know, that are AEW fans on there and, and you can search and do all that. So, so I did that, you know, a, uh, NXT ended, AEW ended. I purposely waited till AEW ended. I wanted to see what the big thing being talked about at 1010 uh, p.m. was about AEW, right? And, and no one was talking about how Sheeta won the title. I didn't see a lot of conversation about that. Didn't see how Orange Cassidy, from what I understand, won his title back. Haven't seen a lot of uh, people talk about that on my, on my timeline, right? The only thing I'm being that I'm being seen brought up is Juice Robinson holding the quarters that have the name Friedman 
written on it and 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 the uh, the absolute disgust and the justified disgust at this segment right and and AEW fans immediately come in and they try to justify doing this segment they try to justify doing this by saying well juice has always used quarters as a weapon and and this is just his shtick this is just his gimmick to heal right there's excuses to, to 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 right but here's the thing before we even talk about sort of the 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 i don't want to say political but just the the sort of world news side of this story aw literally just banned a fan for life for having a sign in the arena that made this same joke of mjf pick up quarters or something like that i don't remember what the what the sign said but had the same joke written on the sign now I'm not going to sit here and 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 perpetrate that Juice Robinson is anti-Semitic. I don't believe that for I don't believe that he is. I don't know him, so I I can't make that assessment. What I can say though is that whoever approved this this segment to happen needs to have a little bit more self-awareness of of what's going on in the world. If you don't know. If you don't know, we saw the full foot face brunt of what Jew hatred, hatred towards the state of Israel. We saw the full force brunt force of that evil over the weekend. And I don't think this is political. I don't. And so I'm going to say it. If you stand for that type of hatred, fuck you. And we have to read the room. We like, like, let me use an example. Uh, I watched the show. I talked about this on Monday. I watched the show FBI. FBI, I believe it was either FBI or FBI Most Wanted. I don't remember what version of it. Um, the day the Uvalde, shoot, the Uvalde Elementary School shooting happened here in Texas. A couple, uh, that what was that, a year or so ago? The day that happened, FBI, I believe it was FBI, uh, was going to air an episode. It was their normal episode that was going to air. And it talked about gun violence. And a, a, a mass shooting happened in the episode. Right? Or was going to happen in the episode before the FBI got there and stopped it. Right? That was the, that was the purpose of the episode. Right? But the shooting happened in, in real life in Uvalde, in a different universe in this TV show. And guess what FBI did? Or guess what CBS did with the show? They didn't air the show. They put out a statement that said, hey, guess what? We're not going to air this episode. You can still go watch the episode. It's on. It's a, hey, it's, it's direct to streaming. Not not now, but eventually it'll be on Paramount Plus or CBS. Yeah, Paramount Plus. Eventually we'll put that episode up, but we're going to wait for for the emotions and 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 all of this to die down in this area. Right, because because it's a sensitive topic right now. We're not going to to play this episode. You know what? That's the right thing to do. That's the right thing to do. Right. And so AEW, whoever gave approval to this segment, y'all need to read the room. But I'm not I'm not saying that it's anti that any of them are anti-Semitic or that they hate Jewish people. But you got to read the room. Now let me give another example. Y'all see how I look, right? I live in the South. I have a beard. I play country music. You could easily mistake me for someone who supports the Confederacy. I don't. I don't hang out with losers, right? Uh, right? You could easily, like I've been told before that uh, from first looks, I look like someone who wouldn't be like friendly to, to minorities, right? And I could, let's say I became a wrestler knowing that, and I could use that. And again, this is all just hypothetical. It's not how I believe. I know this can get taken out of context, right? Let's say I became a wrestler. My gimmick was I'm a watermelon farmer. And my, 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 my finisher, right, is I had a, I had a, a manager or a team, a, a partner, right, and he distracted the ref, and I cheated by getting a watermelon and smashing people over the head with a watermelon, right? 
and let's say my entire career doesn't matter how long it is, right? Up to a certain point, my entire career, I've only faced white people, right? And so it's fine when I do it to a white person. It's funny. It's me cheating. It's just part of the gimmick, right? But then they I get booked to face a, uh, I get faced a, uh, I get scheduled and booked to face a black guy, right? And I'm in this feud and, 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 and I, my promo reads, and again, this is not me, like, this is going to sound racist because it is, but it's not what I believe, right? So don't take this out of context, right? But let's just say I booked in my promo reads with this gimmick, right? Pro promo reads, you know, we're having this promo battle and I'm talking to him and I get up in the dude's face and I point at him and I say, boy, in the back, there's a, there's a watermelon with your name on it, right? Let's say that that was what I was scripted to say. Would that not be considered racist? That It is, right? And so the context doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long I've been hitting people over the head with watermelons for. When you get to a situation that's obviously stereotypical and racist, you got to drop it. It's, it's okay if Juice Robinson goes into this feud with MJF and he doesn't bring the quarters with him. It, it will be okay, right? And I know I'm ranting on AEW that I said I wasn't going to talk about all that, right? But I just, I just don't understand how a company that claims to be like for everyone and, and claims to be so, you know, progressive and tolerant towards people can come in and look at this promo and, and, and be so, and can't read the room enough to say, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe we shouldn't do that. And I'm not going to be, you know, the people who are trying to get clicks on, on Twitter and say, well, this is because Tony Khan's Muslim. I don't believe that at all. I just think that Tony Khan assumes that people are going to look over the world news and sort of just see this as part of the gimmick. And, and people don't do that nowadays. People just don't do that. And so I, I just, and then, so I've already sort of called this out and I, and I'm being met with, well, well, you know, when we talked about Mohammed Hassan or the and that gimmick and the, the the guys in the black mask attacked Undertaker and sort of a terrorist attack. And then two days later, the London bombings happened and how that was a, a sensitive gimmick. To, and guess what? They, they canned the gimmick. I don't think WWE wanted to, but they were sort of forced to can the gimmick. Right. But but there's an important part of that story. WWE at no point knew that the London bombings were going to happen. The the terrorist attack that they aired where Undertaker was attacked by the, the two guys in black mask happened before the London bombings, two days before, right? And so how does how could WWE know not to air that segment? Was it uh, stereotypical? And here's the thing. I don't. I'm not against stereotypical gimmicks like Tony D'Angelo is super, a super stereotypical gimmick. And I love it. But at the same time, if something were to happen in Italy right now to the Italian people, I wouldn't expect Tony D'Angelo to go on TV and, to, you know, display hatred or, or someone to come and display hatred to Tony D'Angelo and NXT TV, they would, they, they would try to move away from, from any of that. Right. I just, without context, I don't care about, I don't care how many people juice Robinson has hit upside the head with quarters in this circumstance right here. I don't think it's, it, it's acceptable. I want to know what you guys think. And then with that, we'll stop talking about AEW. Let's get into the reason that we're here. Um, I wanted to get that at the beginning of the, the, the podcast so that we can get that out of the way and talk about what we all came here for. And as the title uh, of, the, of, of the episode states, we made some stars tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So this, was, this is my question. When we're judging, again, we'll, we'll, next week we'll answer these questions. Uh, when the numbers come out, we can see the numbers, right? regardless of the ratings though AEW can win NXT can win none of that matters here's the thing that matters to me in this episode who made the most stars did AEW make stars tonight it doesn't from what i'm seeing on 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 the internet it doesn't look like they did 
Did NXT make stars tonight? They surely did, right? Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes received a rub from John Cena, Paul Heyman, and The Undertaker. All involved in this. LA Knight was involved tonight and helped put over, uh, in a way, Dragunov, right? Not, not as much, right? Trick Willie got involved and, and, and looked like a star, right? Trick Williams got the sort of rub with Cena again where he got some information from Cena, right? Everyone's complaining about, oh, WWE had to bring in Cena and and, and Cody Rhodes and, and Asuka and all these people, you know, Undertaker, and they're stealing time. Guess what? The regulars of NXT still appeared. Tiffany Stratton was still here progressing a storyline, right? Progressing her character. Kiana James was on. Uh, Roxanne Perez was on. Braun and Mello were on. Trick were on. Lyra Valkyria was on. The tag team division, uh, for the most part, you know, they had the tag match, and then we get introduced to, you know, the the battle royal that's next week. It progressed that there, right? So the origin, the, the, the OGs of the brand, the, the regulars of the brand, are still here, right? But what what happens? You bring in John Cena and you put someone over. You bring in. Paul Heyman and you make a superstar. You bring in LA Knight and you get you get a you get that 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 yeah moment where where people are gonna talk about it. Stars were made tonight. People people's time wasn't stolen, right? John C, right? Stars were made tonight. You know, there was a rumor that uh, Michaels and Triple H were going to send a message to Tony Khan. And you know what that message was? We know how to make superstars. Now, the, uh, DJ Wavy D made a really uh, good point in in the Discord while we were watching this. He said, "Look at how, look at how good the product can be when WWE tries." And I believe it was all hands on deck. This has to be the best episode. And then he says, "Imagine what we can get on a Monday Night Raw when they're actually trying." And I thoroughly agree with that. That's a great point that got brought up there, Wavy D. It's a great point. When they're actually trying, imagine what what Raw or SmackDown can do. Just like when they're actually giving 110%, imagine what they could do, right? Imagine what they could do when they're actually trying. We saw tonight what happens when WWE tries. Because WWE doesn't have to give 110% every week, right? They could they could roll through the motions and give 85% while, while going up against Monday Night Football. But imagine if they gave 110% every Monday. Imagine how good that episode could be. Because there's sparks of hope in, in Raw. The booking's not 100% shit. But a lot of it could get boring at times. And there's good parts there on Raw. But imagine if they were trying how good that show could be. If they gave 100%, if they gave the effort they gave tonight on every single show, imagine how good WWE could be, right? So let's, let's, we open the show 30 minutes, no commercials. We open with Cody, just like I said they should. Now, I don't know if I actually gave how I would open the show on, on uh, the podcast Monday. I don't think I did. But I, I woke up this morning. Let's talk about me going through this day, right? I woke, I woke up Tuesday morning, for, get, got, getting ready for work. I was happy, right? I got to work. I clocked in. And, and the first thing that came out of my mouth was I need 5 o'clock to hurry up because, because I need to go watch NXT. I can't wait for tonight. Like the hype of, 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 of the build of how important this show was going to be and all the shit that was going to happen and just my excitement of, you know, if, if, if things go the way they, they, they could go, I don't think it's the way it was going to happen. Right. You know, if things go though, if I'm wrong about the predictions that I made on Monday, right. And where I said that AEW was going to win the ratings and probably win it pretty handedly. Uh, if I was right about that, then nothing happened, right? But if I was wrong, right? I don't like to be wrong, but in this case, I want to be wrong. If I'm wrong, and right? And so I woke up and I'm like, I pray I'm wrong. I can't wait to eight o'clock to see if I'm right or if I'm wrong. I want to see the show. Like I'm hyped, right? 
And I'm never normally this hype about anything. And I love NXT, but I'm never this hype on a Tuesday about an NXT where I'm walking around the property that I work at and just sort of like, if I was booking the show, how would I open it? And I went through my head, like the, the order of the show a thousand times today. Right. And, the, and, and so my thinking was, okay, well you get 30 minutes with commercial free where you obviously start with Cody. You got to suck people in with Cody there. Right. And then you move on to Oscar versus Roxanne Perez, which is exactly what they did. We knew what the main event was. We knew about Gallus and them. And I said, I don't know the rest of the order or how long these segments are going to be. We know the breakout tournament is going to happen. And, and so that middle hour, we know exactly what we were going to get. And it seemed like they were in my head a little bit or that, that I understood how WWE books a little bit. Right. So Cody comes out. And he, he announces that there's going to be a men's breakout tournament after the women's tournament. And then he confirms that the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic is coming back. Now, my assumption is that's probably going to be the end of the year, uh, if not beginning of next year. Uh, the women's breakout tournament, I believe, will end. If they're going to just do one match a week, we got two more first round matches. It's two, three. Uh, like five weeks left. Uh, so probably deadline is when the women's tournament ends. Uh, that's. That's uh, let's see, one, two, three. Four, five. So that will end probably. Middle of November. And then the men's will probably take place the week after one, two. So we'll probably look in yeah, the end of the year for the men's breakout tournament. And then to start next year, we'll probably get the tag team classic because we normally get the tag team classic. And I, again, this is just me predicting that's if they go one tournament after another. But, but it does get confirmed that we're having a men's breakout tournament. I'm fully expecting uh, Brian Pillman Jr. or now as he's going. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if it's Lexi King and the S is silent or if it's Lexus King. Um, it, uh, I'm assuming it's Lexus King because it's, it's basically Alexis, which was his sister. And we'll talk about him in a minute. Cause, uh, but I'm assuming he's winning. The breakout tournament. That's 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 where my assumption is going. Just before we even know who's in it, and then the tag team classic. I fully believe that uh, out the mud's going to win that. I, I thoroughly believe that. Uh, so anyway, Cody comes out there. He announces these tournaments, and then he announces that for the one night only, he's the GM of NXT, meaning he gets to make matches. You know. For, t for for tonight and for weeks the, the week to come, right? And, and he's able to do that, right? He's the GM. Dragunov then comes out and uh, welcomes Cody. Then uh, Dominic comes out and Ilya accepts a challenge from Dom to uh, for the world championship. A match that that will happen, and then Cody announces, "Well, we need a special guest referee, and that's going to be L.A. Knight." Yeah, right. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. Right, I, I'm still not sold that he necessarily isn't a flash in the pan. In that, but here's the thing: this is how you make a superstar, right? The fans like him. You continue to show him on TV. The fan he gets over with the fans. You continue to push him, and even if it's just for you know six or seven months in this run, while they're using him this way, LA Knight's over. You can't deny the fact that LA Knight's over, and he's a fan favorite. And so, yeah, I like LA Knight right now. I, I I'm not necessarily certain that he's like a superstar in the making because just because of his age, I just, I'm not a big fan of them putting the entire company on him at 40 something years old. Um, but I definitely think there's, uh, he's, if it's booked correctly, LA Knight will be champion at WrestleMania, uh, universal, universal champion. And the way I would do that 
is Cena wins at Crown Jewel. Uh, Cena wins at Crown Jewel. LA Knight beats Cena at Royal Rumble. And then LA Knight walks into WrestleMania as champion. That's how I would do it. It's pretty simple. Uh, right. So then that, that happens. We then move into Asuka and Roxanne Perez, which is a, a, a Asuka destroyed the shit out. Right. And they, they, they made a big point that Asuka had never lost in an NXT ring. She continues to be undefeated, uh, manhandling Roxanne, but still at the same time, sort of giving Roxanne, you know, Roxanne still showed that she had fight in her. And I, I still think Roxanne looked really good in this. Shotzi was out there as well on commentary and announced she and Scarlett Bordeaux, when just now Scarlett, uh, will be hosting Halloween Havoc. This was highly expected. She always hosts Halloween Havoc. Um, and so that's fun uh, to see that happen. And so in this first 20 minutes, it's just firestorm of announcements. And and hit, this is what the future is. Continue to watch us. Right? We're building stars. We're building the show. That's what you need to do. That's what NXT needed to do tonight, right? NXT was going to have eyes on the on the show. You needed to give people a reason to continue to come back. You need to give people a reason to continue to come back. And guess what? They did just that. They did just that. We then get the pub rules match between Gallus versus uh, Ridge Holland, Tyler Bate, and Pete Dunn. I was a little bit disappointed Sheamus wasn't there, but it's completely understood. Like, like, like it's not that big of a deal. This was a fun match, right? It, it, this was fun. You know, you have people getting darts, getting pinned to dartboards. You get a bowling ball. You get smashed through a table with beer and peanuts on it. You got uh, so much going on here. This was fun. This is this was sports entertainment. This is good television. This will get people to continue to come back, right? Uh, what a, what a match. It was, it was just a fun match. It didn't really need to do much of anything, but just be a fun match. And they didn't try too hard to make this feel like something it wasn't, right? They, it, it was just fun. At the end of the day, that's all it was. It was fun. And it didn't need to be a technical masterpiece. People enjoyed it. Right? We then get a backstage promo with Lyra Valkyria. Um, sort of promoting her match against Becky Lynch in, in uh, two weeks. In two weeks, first, first night of Halloween Havoc. Lyra versus Becky for the Women's Championship. I thoroughly believe Lyra Valkyria will beat Becky Lynch. Uh, she's interrupted by Tegan Knox, who basically comes to her and says, I, I need to, I need you to just wait a little bit. Cause I know the secret of how to be Becky. Let me have my, re let me have another match. And, and, and Lyra just sort of sits there and says, no, basically the same reaction I had. Who the fuck are you Tegan? Look, Tegan, you're great in the ring. But who the fuck are you to sit here and say, Lyra, you got to go to the back of the line because I want another match. Tegan, you lost last night. You lost on Raw. You don't get to come in and sort of dictate that you get another match just because you know the secret to win. Get to the back of the line, Tegan. Like, who the fuck is you? Right? Uh, Lyra says she's not letting anyone get in her way. Lyra's winning the belt, right? And this was the whole push. Right, you take it off Tiffany. Tiffany's a star. Tiffany's going to be okay. She doesn't necessarily need the belt to be a superstar. She's still a superstar without the belt. But you make a star in Lyra Vicaria by having this emotional story. Get told about her and Becky training in the same school, and and Lyra looking up to Becky, and Lyra's going to be the one to beat Becky. I thoroughly believe Lyra's going to be the one to beat Becky. Um, I thoroughly believe that. I absolutely believe that. Cena comes back. Uh, uh, we come back from commercial, and then Cena comes out to address the crowd. 
um, and cuts his traditional like rah rah uh, promo. He said things along the line of, you know, we got people breaking down the doors here to be on NXT because yes, we are Raw and yes, we are SmackDown, but tonight we are NXT. You know the that promo, right? That type of promo. He comes out. Let me tell you something. The NXT crowd is something special. It's something special. Those tickets are free, by the way, right? People camping out, first come, first serve. I want to know how many people they said, nah, we ain't got room for you. We ain't got room for you. <laughs> uh, and this place was full. This place was full. Like, typically they have a lot of, they have the Chase U section, which a lot of times are plants, uh, trainees who wear the Chase U shirts. Um, th- those weren't there. They were completely gone. Right, this place was full, and and you got people singing to John Cena. I've never heard anyone ever sing John Cena's song. You get the Cena, Cena. Right, the crowd was just hype. He cuts this promo. Braun Breaker then comes out and and talks trash to Cena. Uh. And, and the fans were sort of like, let him cook. John, go cook him. Cook this motherfucker, right? And Cena's like, no, nah, this is a teachable moment. In that, hey, look, you got to, you know, you're a star, basically, right? This is setting up the Cena rub, right? And then Braun attacks Cena. Cena counters, goes for the AA. And Braun escapes. We then see Cody talking to the family in the back. Uh, D'Angelo and Stacks, and they have this idea of how to uh, of how to determine the number one contender, and so we're gonna get this. You know, they describe it. Uh, they have a problem explaining it though. F- from the you know, they explain it in sort of mafia terms, right? And Cody's like, "Yo, dog, I'm from I, I'm from I'm from Georgia. Explain it in ways that I understand it." And. They pitch a tag team Royal Rumble. Now, I like this the, the idea pitched. I think it's five teams. And then it's a battle Royal, a Royal Rumble type thing, right? If one person gets thrown over the ropes, the whole team's eliminated, right? And once you got down to the final two teams, then it becomes a normal tag match. It becomes pinfall or submission to win. I like this idea. This is a cool idea. Winning team faces the family for the titles at Halloween Havoc. Cody Rhodes as interim GM for the night says, yeah, I like it. Let's name it the Bada Bing Bada Boom Battle Royal. What a name. What a way to build the tag division. Get people excited about that. Tune in to watch that next week. Right. Good, Good overall segment. Right. Corbin then comes out and cuts a promo on Dragunov, uh, saying that he's just he's taking this match with Dom to pad his stats, uh, and that Corbin should get a title shot because he's the only one who could put down Dragunov. Right? I'm a real challenge, basically, is what he was saying. We then get the title match between Dragunov and Mysterio. Um, you know. Uh. And it goes a normal way any Dominic Mysterio match goes, right? Judgment Day's going to get involved. LA Knight as special guest referee stops Finn from attacking him. Uh, JD McDonough uh, tries to get involved. He gets a, a blunt force trauma, right? Trick Williams comes out to stop Rhea from hitting Dragunov with the belt. Has that little, you know, where he has her in her arms and they look, you know, have that little moment right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Dragunov wins after hitting his finisher, right? Corbin then comes down the ramp to sort of confront Dragunov, but Die Jack beats him to the punch. Um, and then, then we move to the back where Mello, Trick, and Cena are talking, right? Uh, Corbin then goes and finds... Cody Rhodes and says, look, make the match. Cody says, you know what? You want to match? You die, Jack, in the winner of the main event to have a triple threat match to determine the number one contender. 
Right. And so there we go. A lot happens in that little middle portion there between matches. A lot of matches get made. We're setting up future shows. And then we get the women's breakout tournament, Lola Vice and Danny Palmer. Danny Palmer's great, but come on, Lola Vice is winning this match, right? That was sort of my mindset going into this. Lola Vice did win. Lola Vice is so fucking good. She looks like she's been doing, and, and I know she's MMA trained, but she looks like she's been doing this for years. Like, who trained her in wrestling? Because it's a, complete, a completely different art form. And she looks so good doing it. Physically, like, actually looking good, but, like, in terms of, like, she's very good at the craft. Right. And, 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 and Paul, so Lola Vice. So here's my theory on this tournament. Either Lola Vice is winning it or Kalani Jordan. That, that's your finals. You can look at the tournament. Like when they aired the, the bracket last week when it started, I paused the TV and I broke down the matches and I said, okay, yeah, your finals is going to be Kalani Jordan and it's going to be Lola Vice. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to be surprised. But that's where I think we're going. One of those are going to win the tournament. We then get the Brian Pillman's uh, segment. Basically, he says, you know, everyone comes up to me and says, oh, you remind me so much of your dad. And let me tell you, I've met the man. He looks exactly like his dad, right? And everyone comes up to him and be like, oh, you remind me of your dad, this, that, and the third, right? And he says, you know what? You know who? We, we loved your dad. We have so many memories of your dad. And then he says, you know who doesn't have memories? Me. Because he died when I was four. He said, you know what? I'm nobody's junior. I'm going to, t- I'm burying the Pillman name. I'm a, I'm a be the, I'm going to have the name of the guy who was the father figure who actually raised me. Right. And then and, and what a fucking way to introduce it. Cause you do two things. One, you introduce the crowd to a new character. You show his talking abilities. It was a good promo. And you explain the reason why Brian Pillman Jr. isn't using the Brian Pillman name. And you still connect him to Brian Pillman, right? So they did this with Braun Breaker as well, right? Braun Breaker comes out as Braun Breaker where he easily could have been like Bronson Steiner or Braun Steiner, right? Or something like that, right? Or Rick Rick Steiner Jr. or whatever, right? He could have easily come out and used the Steiner name. But he says, no, I want to do it by myself. Now, I don't know if we had any, like, reason on TV why he chose Braun Breaker. Uh, and he, right? But we know that he he wants to do it by himself, right? But we, they still allude to his uncle and his dad being the Steiners, right? And so they're doing this with with uh, Brian Pillman as well. Again, I don't know if it's uh, Lexi. King and the S is silent, or if it's Lexus King, I'm assuming it's Lexus King. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna take me a minute just because I'm so used to seeing his face and saying Brian Pillman Jr. But I do believe we need to get in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, get used to just calling him the wrestle wrestling name. I, I hate like this article I'm reading that's doing this. Like they call JD McDonough. His, his normal name or his old name before they changed it, which was Jordan Devlin. Like, and I knew that. And so that's when I read it, I was like, it's stupid. Call him JD McDonough, right? Uh, but, you know, it's going to take me a minute to not say Brian Pillman Jr. I'm going to call him his name once I know how it's pronounced. Um, but Lexus King, I believe, is who it is. What a promo. What a promo. What a way to introduce him. Absolutely loved it. And then you get your main event. And it was your standard match. And uh, um, Solo Sokoa comes out to a attack scene. And this was always how I assumed this was going to go. Was that Cena and Heyman were here. So Cena gets announced as in the corner of Carmelo. And this makes sense with the Massachusetts... Uh, background from both of them both of them represent massachusetts right uh and they they then announce paul Heyman, and i said this is this is twofold if they do this correctly this is twofold Heyman takes the side of braun breaker because roman reigns wants him there and roman wants him there to keep an eye on cena and we want to destroy cena and solo's there to be that enforcer to destroy cena right 
Obviously, this is going to build towards, I believe, two matches. Roman and Cena, and then Cena and Solo. I believe that's where that that leads, and that tells that story from from SmackDown on NXT. Continues that, that which is great to see the continuity between the shows. Um, but it also does uh, if they do this correctly, this could tell this could be the beginning point of another story, and that is Paul Heyman at the end of this Bloodline run realizes, huh? But Roman Reigns is going to lose his title. Maybe after Roman loses the title. And, and 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 Roman goes crazy and fires Paul Heyman, right? And Paul Heyman disappears, and then he comes back and says, I have a new client, Braun Breaker. This could be the starting of that new story. And that's why I believe stars were made tonight on NXT. The, the NXT built superstars tonight. You put on this match, and it wasn't anything special. It wasn't a, a, a circus where you're in awe because of the athletic ability of these people. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. No, nah, no. Nah. But what happened? Stars were made. Carmelo and and uh, uh, Braun, get, get, the entire night, John Cena, Paul Heyman singing their praises. Braun loses the match. Attacks. Carmelo grabs the mic and says something along the lines of there's only enough room for one badass in NXT and 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 through the night I put in the discord I think like t- during this match I think they trolled us with Taker I think this was just a way to get people talking about him there's no uh, there's no way he comes back right and then Braun says there's only one room for one badass in WWE. And I put in Discord. I was like, come on, turn the lights off, give me the gong. And as soon as I put it, literally, the gong happened. And then American Badass starts playing. And I love that Taker sort of has retired, left the re- the arena. And now when he's coming back, instead of sort of getting into the dead man walking uh, sort of zombie gimmick, now he's just coming back as American Badass, which I appreciate a lot more because that's my favorite version of Undertaker. Undertaker comes in. Um, Braun tells Taker, says, listen here, old timer. That Braun says he's the only badass in, around here. He can be the only one. Taker says, Braun, look, man, you're special. You're going to be a star one day. Something something along those lines. But it ain't today. And then decks the shit out of him. Like, I thought he actually punched him for real. Like, that was how realistic it looked. Decks the shit out of Braun, chokeslams him, leans in and says, there's always room for bigger and uh, badder badass. And you just met him. And and this isn't a one-off. This feels like there's going to be a continuation of this story. Like, I can imagine Braun Breaker and Undertaker at Survivor Series. Could you imagine that? Or a WrestleMania moment where Braun Breaker faces Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's what this felt like. There was that level of importance in this promo. I didn't get the feel that this was just, I'm here for one time. I'm going to give you some advice and leave. This feels like this is going to continue a story. Either way, I think Carmelo Hayes, which is going to the triple threat with Dijak and Corbin, which I think Dijak's going to win. I think Dijak's going to win. Um, But I think Corbin, or excuse me, uh, I think Braun and Carmelo are on their way to Raw or SmackDown. I think we'll get both of them on SmackDown, to be honest. Uh, Though it would not surprise me if Braun Breaker showed up on on Raw. Maybe send Braun and Cora Jade to, uh, to Raw 
send Carmelo to SmackDown to be with the Hurt Business or just be by himself? Or or you flip it around, Carmelo on Raw, Braun Breaker and Cora Jade on SmackDown. Just whatever way you want to look at it. I think that's what Cora Jade is waiting on is them to call up or I don't like the term call up, but to move to SmackDown or Raw with her Braun Breaker. Because I don't like the term. Because Cena comes in, and by giving the promo, we are NXT, he he legitimizes NXT on the level of Raw and SmackDown. So I'm so happy he did that. Because it proves my point. NXT is not viewed internally as developmental anymore. It's not. It's on the same level as Raw and SmackDown. John Cena said so. That you got people from Raw and SmackDown wanting to come to NXT to make a name for themselves. It's on that level. They want to face the talent in NXT. It legitimized NXT and and told the, the audience, this is on the same level. It's on the same level. And so we'll end it by saying this. We'll end it by saying this. This show was fucking great. And if we're talking quality of the show, this is this is why, this is why I always say, or I've always said in this in this predicament, the ratings aren't going to matter. NXT can lose the ratings but still be the better show. And so my question is, and this is what I ask AEW fans and, and everyone. When you watch that AEW show, if you're going to watch both, right? Look at both shows. I have no interest in watching AEW, by the way. So this is why I'm asking them. When you watch both shows, ask yourselves these questions. Who made or, or who built the most stars? Who built their roster and made it feel special and important? And who just gave you a bunch of randomly thrown together shit? To, to sort of build a dream card. Who can, right? And if all you want is matches with quality flips and, 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 and all that shit, sure, you can like AEW, but the question of the matter is who built the future of their company tonight? NXT did. WWE built the future of their company in one night. They built superstars. AEW, did you build superstars? You fired a lot of shots and said, oh, you're stupid bald asshole and stuff like that. Tony, Tony needs to lay off Twitter and in the Coke and go to sleep. Sometimes Tony, go to sleep. You're out here spitting a lot of shit. And this is why I said, when I, when I wake up Wednesday and the ratings come out, I think they come out at like noon on Wednesday. When those ratings come out, I can't wait for them to drop because as much as I don't think NXT is going to win the ratings battle, I don't think it happens. Or if it does, it's only going to be by like a few a few thousand, not hundreds of thousands. But there's a part of me that wants to, to see the ratings drop tomorrow and see NXT just completely obliterate the fuck out of AEW. Because Tony fired a lot of stupid shit on Twitter over the last couple of days. And it would make my fucking day. If AEW got obliterated in the ratings and he had to look like a fucking dumbass for what he posted on Twitter. Right. At the end of the day, I'll say this. And I haven't watched AEW, so I don't really know what happened. But I thoroughly believe in terms of quality show NXT one. And in terms of building the future of their... Like Jade Cargill showed up. I forgot to mention that. Jade Cargill showed up. She's been on the screen a total of like six seconds. Total. Right? She had the, the run-in with Triple H at Fastlane. And then the run-in with Shawn Michaels tonight. She's been on TV for like six seconds. It already feels more important in WWE than the full what two or three year tenure she had in AEW she feels like a like like they are laying out the red carpet for her she's that important to them
at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself that question. Who built the future of their company? Because ladies and gentlemen, NXT is not developmental, but it is the place where you're going to build the future. It's okay to be the C-show. It's okay to be the C. The, the development, developmental happens in the PC now. It happens at the performance center off TV. But NXT could still be the C show that builds the future of the company that's going to be on Raw and SmackDown in a few years. It doesn't have to be considered developmental, though. Right. And I believe tonight proved that it's not developmental, that they could run shows that are on the level of Raw and SmackDown. I thoroughly believe that. And we got another banger episode where we brought in a bunch of crossover from big superstars that didn't steal from the show. My fear was that it was going to steal from the show where Cena, Taker, and all of them would play a, a bigger role than what they... But we still featured the regulars. It was just, It was a normal episode with a lot more star power on it. And so we can go into next week and say, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to get The Undertaker. Yeah, we're not going to have Cody Rhodes and Cena, but guess what? It's still going to be just as good. It's still going to be just as good. Right? I hope you all enjoyed this. Let me know what you all thought of NXT. If you watched AEW, let me know what you think. Uh, Again, we'll talk over the ratings and the numbers next week when they come out, uh, and we'll, we'll assess AEW. And, and, and NXT and all of that based on the numbers. Um, let me know what y'all thought of this. Hope you enjoyed this sort of secret episode that I didn't let you know about. And, uh, yeah, let me know what y'all think. Again, like, share, subscribe if you're watching on, on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast networks, whether it's Google Podcast, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think it's on iHeartRadio and the TuneIn if you use that that service i've never heard of it but it's on there uh if if you have if you're on any of those uh, like or subscribe whatever their feature is you know, turn on notifications and leave us a a leave us a five-star review if you could get a uh, share with all your friends you love wrestling share it around that way we can grow this beautiful community we're in of the casual wrestling community again um links in the description for the discord as well as slappingmeatwrestling.com for podcast merchandise thank you all for listening and we'll see you next wednesday on another episode of the slapping meat wrestling podcast have a great rest of your night brother i'm going run around hulk hogan if i like get some moment i'll make sure it's an explosion because lately i've been No hope